What is going on? Welcome into the first episode of the Southeast Michigan podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, and uh, could not be happier to be starting this journey here and taking this leap. And um, just want to let you guys know I appreciate you listening. So for those who don't know, didn't catch the trailer, um, Michigan football is my absolute religion. That is what is going to be the number one thing we talk about here. 365 is Michigan football. We will have... Uh, Michigan basketball, Michigan hockey sprinkled in, and secondary to this all, we will be doing reviews on sports documentaries and sports docuseries. For example, 30 for 30s, The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Um, so that's our that's our formula, but I uh, really appreciate being here. If you guys don't recognize my voice, I over, uh, over the last three years have been at the Real Talk podcast with uh, Jeff and Brad, and uh, Jeff and I uh, have... Uh, done basically Michigan football podcasts for uh since the 2020 season and uh it has been an absolute joy to 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 hang out with one of my best friends and and chat football and now I'm kind of branching off and kind of doing my own thing and of course I will still be over there you know filling my uh doing my obligation and and my, filling my duties but uh we'll be over here uh rocking and rolling uh this way and um it's, it's just equally satisfying for me so um uh, trying to come at you once a week, and uh, like I said, but 365, we will have content for you, and I know we're kind of in the, the dog days of uh, football right now, the dead period, you know, really for college football, it's out, you know, outside of recruiting, not much news going on, and then with the NFL, obviously, you have the uh, OTAs and mandatory mini camp. so uh, with that being said, uh, we're going to do a little, little catching up here with uh, Michigan Athletics particularly the football program, and uh, talk about uh, a few stories going on on and off the field. And overall, um, you know, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So hang with us uh, while we uh, knock out some of these stories. So um, starting today with recruiting, like I said, outside of recruiting news, uh, not much going on. Um, not breaking anything crazy here. And uh, by no means am I a recruiting expert or anything like that or work for a service. But uh, I'd like to touch on a few players here that uh, uh, are pretty notable in this uh, 2024 class. Uh, real quick, though, the the 2023 class, obviously, you know, to, to some Michigan fans have been, um, uh, I wouldn't say, I mean, you could probably say lackluster or um, not as robust. Uh, according to rivals, I, you know, Michigan finished, uh, 18th in the rankings with 25 commits. And, uh, so obviously you, you want to see them in the top five as much as possible. But, um, you know, I think with the incoming transfer portal for 2023, I really think that bolsters that, uh, and, and fills in those holes that they were missing. And, uh, in my opinion, I think you uh, technically finished, uh, just inside the top 15, if not 15th overall, uh, with guys like Ernest Hausman and um, Josiah Stewart and uh, uh, the the fellas that the, the names are escaping me right now, but the fellas uh, the, the offensive linemen um, coming from over I was at Stanford in Arizona State. Um, Ladarius Henderson is that his name? I can't I I'm having a brain fart on that one, but uh, you know what I mean. So I think that uh, I think they're going to be in good shape there. Uh, but you already once Michigan beat Ohio State in November, you already seen the the uh, the effects of that, and uh, that was landing a couple of commits 
between uh, the 2023 class and even, I think, the 2025 class. So moving into this 2024 class, right now, according to Rivals, Michigan is sitting at number two with 19 commitments total. And, of course, this this uh, class is, is rounded out with the crown jewel of being that of Jade Davis. Um, and I know the on three recruiting service is kind of, like I said, ruffling the feathers with, uh, with Michigan, with um, being a little bit more... Um, a little more critical on the player ratings. So Jane Davis is, you know, I wouldn't say consensus five star, but on on three he's a high end four. Pretty much everywhere else he's got the five. And um, no matter what happens, obviously the production on the field is what's going to matter in the end. Uh, having said that, once he committed on March thirty first, there's actually there's been pretty just a slew of guys who've uh, who've pledged maize and blue, and. Like I said, I want to talk about uh, three of them. But, small little rewind here. The first one is Manuel Beagle. Now, Manuel Beagle uh, committed back on July 17th of last year. And when he committed, he, Michigan was the only one to offer him a scholarship. Uh, he was unranked in the uh, in all this. And uh, he has now picked up three more offers, and he is still 100% committed to Michigan. Uh, he said so himself on his recent visit, uh, but he has now been offered by Georgia, Texas A&M, and Penn State. So people are starting to turn their heads and uh, check this guy out. But uh, as of right now, I, I wouldn't be worried about Manuel Beagle going anywhere, but he is from Germany and uh, uh, currently residing in Wallingford, Connecticut. So... Hell of a hell of a get there. Now moving on to as my kids are getting yelled at by my wife right now. Uh, moving on to this next one, um, the most recent one. This one is from yesterday, June twelfth. We are recording June thirteenth. June twelfth, we um, got the commitment of Jaden Smith. Now Jaden Smith is a linebacker slash athlete. And uh, on Twitter, when he committed, he said he is 1,000% committed to doing whatever it takes to help bring more championships to Michigan football. Hashtag go blue. So uh, another thing where it, uh, it just looks really good, um, you know, in optics here of, you know, people are noticing this culture and uh, they're buying it. Now, granted, Michigan may or may not lose one or two guys to, you know, decommitting and, and finding their options. But right now, I think everyone is pretty locked in. And um, I think the I think that the, the, the culture that Aiden Hutchinson helped build and, and rejuvenate uh, a few years ago, or I say a couple of years ago, I, I th- it's really, it's paying dividends. So, Manuel Beagle, obviously last year, uh, Jane Smith yesterday, and... Um, this next one is actually a flipment or flipment, a commitment flip. Uh, Owen Waffle uh, was formerly a Notre Dame pledge from uh, when, when he did so back in May of this year. Uh, Owen Waffle has been flipped by Mike Elston. Now Mike Elston is uh, Michigan's defensive line coach, and he actually used to be at Notre Dame himself. Uh, Mike Elston um, is doing a phenomenal job here so far. He's been here for the last couple of years and has has made immediate impact 
and uh, getting a little waffle from Notre Dame is uh, is pretty awesome. And again, on three, has them at a three star, four star in rivals. So take that for what you will. Uh, it's going to be um, it's going to be pretty satisfying to uh, watch this kid blossom. But uh, anytime you can uh, take away what Notre Dame has, I don't think any Michigan fan is going to be uh, uh, upset at all. Um, so those are the three that I really want to talk about. Beagle, Jane Smith, and Waffle. And I cannot wait for the nicknames um, that that kid is going to get when uh, he is playing under the lights in the big house or possibly the Waffle House. But not bump. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, that's pretty much our recruiting wrap-up there. Um, and now we're going to kind of move on to... Uh, Something that is some, some uh, Jeff and I talked about it in the Real Talk podcast um, uh, earlier this year about the NIL, and uh, we might have even talked about it last year when um, the players, Michigan players, got together and, and did a uh, donation fund for um, basically almost like a uh, a a souped up Patreon. <laughs> where um, I believe there was a reward system where I think even if you donated enough money, you could have dinner or something with an assistant coach or something like that. But um, there's a new one out here. And uh, earlier, uh, early morning yesterday, um, according to, I mean, it's all over the place, but we're looking right now here um, at Maze and Brew. But uh, Jim Harbaugh, Blake Corm, J.J. McCarthy endorsed new NIL program called M power letter m and then power and um so there's a i want to say there's about a minute and a half video online i forget who uh tweeted it out but um jim, you know, jim harbaugh is basically you know talking about how you know the his the players underneath him are uh they're like an extension of his family so he's always a pro player always looking out for his his guys his kids and uh making sure that um they're on the right path. So with Empower is another donation uh, fund for um, the the Michigan football team. And so there's a link on Mason Brew. You can click right to it and um, you can head to that website. Basically shows you, you know, how to donate, uh, how you're affiliated with the program. If not, if you're just a fan, blah, blah, blah. So uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, had a... Uh, a few thoughts on the Empower program, and uh, we'll read from what he said right here. Quote, uh, while we strive for championships on the field today, we feel the same strong obligation to compete, to be, and to develop the leaders of tomorrow. We want to further our mission by expanding the tools, resources, and experiences required to help our players flourish throughout their lives. Our goal is to partner with our greatest supporters to help build, promote, and protect players' personal brands. So uh, Blake Holm chimed in. Of course, J.J. McCarthy, uh, McCarthy did as well. So uh, another another way you can help out, another player, another way these players, you know, I think in that video, Jim Harbaugh said another way that uh, they don't have to eat ramen noodles. So uh, a big, uh, big help to them. Uh, now, on the flip side of this coin, all this NIL stuff is starting to... Uh, and it's no surprise. It's starting to catch the the eyes and ears of the IRS. And in my personal opinion, the IRS is nothing but 
uh, eh, I won't even go there. <laughs> but anyways, um, if you head over to SI here, and uh, so over at Sports Illustrated, there's an article that was dropped on June 9th by Ross Dellinger. Um, so a little more than a few days ago. Um, IRS says donations made to nonprofit NIL collectives are not tax exempt. So the IRS is pissed because um, they can't get their grubby hands on this stuff. But uh, they released a 12 page memo, uh, and that was, I think, actually written on May 23rd. Um, I'm not reading that full memo here, nor will I actually because I hate reading. But. Uh, there's there's definitely uh, some red flags going on here. And, you know, without going on a tangent, uh, this NIL stuff, you know, again, I'm all for players getting their bread and, and cashing in on uh, what's rightfully theirs. But uh, right now, it, it's the wild, wild west. Um, you know, Michigan is not going to be the program that's going to front load millions and millions of dollars to players before they even get on campus. And we've seen um, we've seen already a few instances where it's kind of gone sour for for uh, a few programs. I can't remember the player's name, but I want to say it was uh, in the twenty twenty three class where they had that quarterback that was uh, committed to Miami, and uh, he had to do all these requirements to uh, essentially fill, fulfill his contract and his NIL money, in which you know it was like. Uh, Social media appearances, um, you know, autograph signings, you know, public appearances, just stuff like that. And uh, basically took money and left, committed somewhere else. So, um, you know, as much as, you know, it's frustrating to see Michigan miss out on some of these some of these guys because of NIL, it's uh, I think that we're in a kind of a good place. You want guys to, to show up on campus that want to win. And do it for the right reasons, and you know they're gonna bust their butt because obviously, if you see you know Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, JJ McCarthy, Aiden Hutchinson, you see these guys that um, do benefit um, uh, with their uh, with their income um, by you know succeeding you know, in the classroom and off the field or on and off the field, really. So, anyways, just wanted to bring that up. It's something to watch out for, and. Um, College football, I don't know how much longer college football is going to feel like college football. So uh, I think that's really all we can really comment on this if, uh, for the time being. Um, next is, I want to say, some, kind of like some, some somber, vibish news. And um, this was reported earlier this morning about um, Isaiah Gash. Um, Isaiah Gash is going um, or underwent career-ending knee surgery so he is uh retiring from football and uh obviously it's hard to uh to see this because um you know all, all these guys are dreaming about playing the nfl someday and you know you just catch you just catch bad luck and <clears throat> you know he was uh entering his fourth season uh with the wolverines and was a walk-on player who uh obtained a scholarship from jim harbaugh back in january so hard work paid off and then uh he got taken away from him which absolutely sucks but um you know good things can come from this you know grant newsom i think it was the 2016 game if i'm not mistaken and if i'm not also mistaken it was against ucf or uh colorado where you know grant newsom took that crown of the helmet to the knee and almost got that thing amputated kind of like uh 
you know, dodge a bullet just like Alex Smith did. And, uh, you know, Grant Newsom now is, uh, is becoming a, a very bright spot on the sideline as a, an assistant coach. So, um, you know, Isaiah Gash uh, essentially saved Michigan's season last year in 2022 versus Illinois with that fourth down uh, catch and run, which was was so, well, so much needed. Um, you know, watching that game, you know, Blake Corm goes down with his knee injury. You don't have Donovan Edwards. You got C.J. Stokes out there, a lot of... A lot of new faces in, you know, um, you know, Jeff and I comment on it uh, post game. It was if that game was the way that vibe felt was almost like when Mike Hart uh, would unfortunately, you know, go out for a few plays or miss a game or two, whatever. And, you know, he was Mike Hart was the heart and soul of that team because, you know, when he wasn't in there, there was something missing that some sort of sort of. Uh, you know, voodoo was casting over, and that kind of felt like how the Illinois game was. But Isaiah Gash bailed Michigan out there with that, of course, that catch and run, like I mentioned. And um, it is what it is, man. But um, I thought I mentioned that, and, uh, you know, well wishes to uh, Isaiah Gash, number 41. So um, last but not least, I want to keep this first episode short and sweet and um, touch a few bases. Uh, lastly here, this also broke today, um, over here on SI.com, Wolverine Digest, a, uh, report came out, uh, with committee voting to lift Michigan's ban on alcohol sales at the big house or big 10 sporting events. So Michigan, the university as a whole, um, was one of three big 10 schools that could not sell alcohol at any of its, uh, uh stadiums or arenas. And uh, I did not know that. I thought that, you know, a conference as a whole would be, um, uh, you know, yes or no. And I've never been to Ohio State, which Ohio State does sell alcohol, apparently. Um, the only other away stadium that I've ever been to was Michigan State in 2007, Mario Manningham. Um, and then, uh, you know, me living in Southeast Michigan, I've been to Toledo. So at the glass bowl or the Toledo rockets play, you can buy alcohol there, but I didn't know that it was, uh, you know, each individual school's different, or at least the state that they reside in is. So the three schools in the big time conference that currently don't allow alcohol sales was Michigan, Michigan state and Nebraska. Now with this vote, um, I'm not, uh, super scientific on it. But it looks like it's heading in the right direction to where now Michigan and Michigan State um, can, will be able to make this decision for themselves um, and sell alcohol. Um, so the eleven four of the remaining, excuse me, the the remaining eleven to fourteen teams um, already sell it, which was of course Indiana, Illinois, Maryland, Ohio State, Purdue, Penn State, Rutgers, Minnesota, Northwestern, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So you have that. So I thought I'd mention that. Um, you know, they're obviously worried about that. It'll be doing more harm than good, allowing alcohol sales, um, because obviously fights, um, some shenanigans take place. And quite frankly, it's part of the reason why I haven't taken any of my kids to a pro football game because, uh, quite, you know, I just, when I see the videos of fans fighting each other in the stands, it just kind of makes me sick to my stomach. So, uh, we'll see how this plays out. You know, I'm taking my kids to their first game uh, this September against East Carolina. So I doubt by then 
you know, maybe it is, but I, I think, I think by then it'll still be dry, but we'll see what happens. Um, but you know, Michigan is already pretty on the fence on when to allow tailgating to start, <laughs> uh, during the night games because of the riffraff. And it also depends on who they're playing. And unfortunately we've seen, uh, the, the disgusting side of the Michigan, Michigan state rivalry last year after the game, uh, and where we're at. So I don't blame them being a little, uh, iffy about it still. So anyways, uh, we're going to close on that note. Um, again, uh, thank you for listening on the first ever episode. Um, if you want to, uh, again, find us on Facebook at, at the Southeast Michigan podcast, and uh, again, discourse will be carried on there. You can share articles, uh, converse, blah, 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 you know that. And then um, over on Twitter, all caps, um, at S-E underscore M-I underscore pod. So it essentially looks like semi-pod. Someone took that Twitter handle, so um, we, had, uh, we had to tweak it a little bit. So uh, I'll see you guys soon enough, or you'll hear me soon enough. And um, uh, we'll talk some more Michigan football more Michigan athletics and uh, I will get down and uh, find what first docu-series or documentary we uh, review and I really can't wait to do it because um, I think it's going to be a fun little niche but uh, everyone enjoy the rest of your week and I will see you guys or hear from, <laughs> you hear from me soon enough have a good one